This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. Welcome back to the Prosperous Feminine. I'm so, I know we say this all the time, right? We're excited to be here, but we hear that all the time, but I am. I have someone who is becoming near and dear to my heart. Her name is Patricia Campbell. Say hi, Patricia. Hi. I, this is going to be a juicy one. So turn up the volume and get a cup of tea because we have a conversation for you. So I love this about Patricia. It's one of the things that stood out for me. She is an award-winning coach. Like, mic drop. How many coaches can say they're an award-winning coach? Like, that's, I love that. And you were just sharing with me about how you got that award. And Patricia is also super inspiring. She's a speaker. She's a best-selling author. We're going to tell you about her book. She's a wildly successful entrepreneur, and she's at the forefront of the movement of empowering women. She went from a struggling single teenage mom to a millionaire. Like, can we just celebrate you for a minute for that? Like, how many women really want to feel that and have that experience? There's a kind of confidence and empowerment, right? That comes from taking yourself on a journey like that. And so Patricia, I just want to open it up, you know, tell us a little bit about how in your magic world, you went from this single teenage mom, which had to have been really intense and scary to being super successful and winning an award as a coach. Okay. Well, thank you, Julie. And I am also excited to be here. I, uh, yeah, I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that we are making a difference in the world with women and with abundance and prosperity. So Ah, let me see. Um, well, it started a long time ago for me. I mean, it was over 30 years ago. I, when I was 37 years old, it was 1990, I hit what I felt like was rock bottom. I was twice divorced. Wow. I was uh, working at a job that I hated, living paycheck to paycheck. And I was living in a rented basement suite in East Vancouver. I had two children. And um, one night in August of 1990, I lashed out at my daughter and and I realized Mm. later that I saw that she was following in my footsteps. And so I lashed out at her. And as the words flew out of my mouth, what happened was that I heard my mother's voice come out of my mouth and, you know, bless my mom. She did the best that she could. But I realized in that moment that I was following in my mom's footsteps and my daughter was following in mine. And I saw something, I saw a pattern. And I felt like a failure as a woman, and I felt like a failure as a mom. And I made a promise to myself that night that I would do whatever it took to become successful as a woman and to be a mother that I would be proud to have my daughter follow in her footsteps. So I made that promise. And I, um, I didn't know what it would take. I was kind of scared. You know, there was a lot of change. I had fear and I was lost. So I started to get support on, hey, how do I change who I am? And uh, started my journey of personal growth and studying success principles, uh, you know, in personal, personally, and also in money and in business. So that's how it started. I can keep going, but does that answer your first question? Yeah, no, it does brilliantly. And I love that. I just want to own, right, that you're naming this moment that you had with your daughter. And 
this feeling that you were in and you didn't want to stay there. And so what I want people to hear, and it very much parallels my story of being a six-year-old and it dropping in, you need to go to Africa before you die. You need to make your own money, like a, an imperative, like a, what I call a direct imperative right. or a, that type of prime objective, you know, where it's this, there's a line of energy to that when you commit. And I don't mean you say you commit. I mean, you like what I'm hearing you say is you committed with every fiber of your being and you weren't playing around when you made that commitment. Like you weren't ever going to go back to that moment. You weren't ever going to repeat that moment. 100% that when, yes, when I say I made a promise, I, I would say I took a vow. I, I, I yeah. made it, you, you're right. I made a commitment with every fiber of my being, not knowing what it would take, having no idea. And it was like, I was in, let me call, I was in the valley of my life and I wanted to be on the mountaintop. So what it took to grow, to change, to learn, it, and it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen easily. And there was no sprinkle magic fairy dust because no. there isn't, it takes work, right? There's rigor. There is, there is grit there's to work. Yeah. yeah. Right. To, you know, be, we yeah. all want to be successful and prosperous, but there's grit and there's a lot of grace required mm -hmm. and it really does become, it, it takes becoming a brand new version of ourselves, a version that we have never known ourselves to be before it was, it's like a turning point. It is. And I, and I just really want to acknowledge you that you took that opportunity, that you had the audacity to follow it through because you knew you were never going to go back. And um, I've been talking a lot about how our age group, especially was imposed our mothers, you know, everything was a witch hunt. You weren't safe if you broke out. You weren't safe if you wanted to be prosperous. You were appearing to be too big for your britches. You weren't allowed to name your gifts. Your place was in the home, right? And we got that modeled for, we heard those words. Don't speak until spoken to as a child, but it doesn't matter because it sticks. So when you're 50, there's still some of that rattling around. And we're in a new era where that was then and this is now. And so I just really want people to hear that in a time when it wasn't popular to do what you did, you did it anyway. Wow, thank you. You put that in a completely new perspective. You know, I, <laughs> you said that I realized, well, and I'm 70. So I'm thinking yeah. you know, what, what I heard was, and the reason I ever landed up the way that I did was because I was taught and when I was in school, it wasn't, do you want to go to college? Do you want a higher education? It was, you know, boy, you better hurry up and get married. So it, it was, that yes. was the focus, right? It wasn't, yeah. we didn't evolve. That's not what I was taught. Don't evolve who you are. It was, yes, just, and it wasn't even, uh, there was so much actually that was unspoken. It was the culture. It was, it was the culture. You, that is, so that's a whole nother dynamic, right? Of the I just want to address this for a moment and then we'll, we'll go on, but the, yeah, my mom was the first in her family to go to college wow. and the question of when are you marrying and who, and when are you having kids? Those are actually super personal questions that people feel very entitled to ask. 
you know, then no assumption that you would go to college or want a career. Like it wasn't even an option. It wasn't even presented as a possibility. Like, let's just own this for a minute Mm -hmm. that women of a certain age in their younger years, this wasn't even presented as an opportunity. Wasn't even possible, right? No one was speaking of it. And the traditional archetype of marriage comes with an assumption that the man makes the money and he might give you an allowance if you're lucky. Exactly. And, and if you didn't get an allowance, just do as you're told and know your place. Yeah. Know your place, keep shut, you know, don't talk back. (laughs) So you were great. They think this is really important for people to hear because this gives you so much credibility being in your seventies, I mean, you look like you're 20. Okay. So that's not fair, but (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Um, Is this like you were breaking ground that no one told you or empowered you or nurtured you to break? Like it wasn't even a possibility, but you decided and went with an instinct. Well, like I said, it's, you know, it's a whole new perspective and you remind me because, you know, the truth of it is, yes, I I did. And yet I still think that it exists today that not many of us have the support or the awareness to unlock the potential that's inside of us. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and to turn it into the results that we long for. Yes. Whether it's really we that we consciously we hunger for them or that we kind of sense that it's possible, but we just don't have the support. Our culture really in some ways, I mean, and that makes me cry. My my story moves me to tears still, you know, looking at my daughter, now my granddaughter and looking at women around the world. We just many of us do not have the support or and and we don't have the awareness, although thank God it's changing. Yeah. We all have so much potential. But it's like we don't yet, we don't yet have the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Got to be unlocked. So it's that's why you unlocked. and I, that's why you and I do what we do, right? That's why we do what we do and why we're here. And so I want you to start to talk about this idea of you wrote a book, Never Ever Give Up, which I highly recommend. Go get it on Amazon right now, Never Ever Give Up by Patricia Campbell. And we were talking about life and business by design or default. So do you want to unpack that for us? Absolutely. I believe that we we either live our lives by default, which is the same the same pattern doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for different results. And we're we only do that because we're unconscious that we're doing it. We don't notice what we're thinking. It would be one of the success principles, and it's in the book I talk about. We don't notice what we're thinking. We don't notice what we're saying. We don't notice that we take the same route to when we go to the grocery store. We take the same route every single time. We just keep living by default because we're used to it. It's our comfort zone, even if we don't love it. And it's the same in business. Or the other option is to live by design. The yeah. I'm call it the um, the amazing power of having a crystal clear vision of what we would love in every area of our life, in our love and relationships, in our in our health and our wellness, in our time and money freedom, and in our business to design it. Like how many of you listening 
have a, a, a definite, specific, crystal clear vision of exactly where you want your business to be one year from now. I ask women, I just, I just spoke to a group of, um, of financial advisors recently, and I asked them, and, and 30 women, not one of them had that. No. And then, and then how many of you have a crystal clear, specific, definite um, idea even, or vision of how you would, where you want your business to be three years from now? Yeah. We don't design it. So what happens is that we put all of the reasons for our success outside of us. Yes. The economy, the number of clients we have. Blame um, things. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Rather than, you know, to, to create our highest possibility is to really, as you said, put a stake in the ground and make a decision and commit no matter what mm -hmm. that, that, that it's, this is, it's me, it's inside of me. What would I love? And then we go about well, I'm going to say creating that result, discovering that we really are powerful creators. Again, I don't think many of us have been taught that. We haven't been taught that at all. We're super powerful co-creators. And I love what you're sharing here because I'm all about, I, my, part of my medicine is truth telling. And we're actually not telling ourselves the truth if we aren't yes. laying it out. And as if you, you've heard me talk about and seen me demonstrate in a room, that when women were asked to write down their revenue number, 20% of them did. And then when I asked them what that revenue number represented, 0% wrote down how much they wanted to keep. They only wrote down how much they wanted to make. And there's a significant distinction between how much you make and how much you want to keep. And why wouldn't you plan profit and wealth building into every single dollar? Why? And I don't understand why that's not taught more. And why that isn't an inherent business trait. It's a big business skill. Mm -hmm. Corporate America does that. They're on a different model. They're on egonomics. We're working on economics because we care about the environment. But women, this, I, you recently, you probably saw the email that I wrote about having a breakdown a few weeks ago of feeling caught in this field, this barren field of untapped potential and how that weighs on us. Mm. and how we enter this age stage and the assumption is you go to crone but I want to disrupt that we're in matriarch we're nurturing something bigger than us while we still have family maybe we have a partner maybe we don't maybe they've passed away maybe we're divorced maybe we're married and all is well but we're hungry for something more we're in matriarch stage you give me goosebumps. It's true. And we still have so much juice. Totally. Right? Our postmenopausal zest by Dr. Jean Houston. <laughs> it's true. And so what do we do with that? And and I, I see so much of that. But again, so we either live by the, the culture says, okay, now it's time to retire. Go on cruises. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but it's that that's the life rather than if you really took the time, if you really did not let yourself off the hook, if yeah. you took the time to sit down and be in a space where you were supported or maybe be in nature or maybe be on the water and really look at what what do you long for that you could write down and even think about committing to? And what are you discontented with that you would love to change and have be a different way while we still have the juice, while we still have the passion, the energy, the love? 
and um, you know what we can accomplish. And that's what I mean by designing it. Take, but yeah. most of us let ourselves off the hook. We don't take the time, and we and our world no. isn't it busy? There's so much going on, and we're running late half of the time. There's so much coming at us. I think if we took a distraction inventory and we told ourselves some truth, we'd be really surprised. I see women repeatedly um, doing a lot of doing and dabbling, a lot of hemming and hawing, and we get into a coaching session and they're in tears. But I've done all this work. I'm like, well, you haven't done any client-facing work, but I've put all this money in it. You've been sitting in trainings that weren't taking you to your goal. There's nothing wrong with that, but the priorities are off. And I know for me, being really intentional, mm. like you're describing around having a vision and giving it structure, giving naming things and not living by default, money like structure, our visions like structure. We get more energy by giving things structure. We are depleted of energy. By doing and dabbling, hemming and hawing and not actually tapping our potential and making it a priority, like you put a stake in the ground and said, I'm not going back, I'm doing this. True. And, you know, the thing is that, I, you know, one of the things I've learned is that still today as a woman is that if we look at at women and what we what we believe we can expect because a lot of times when uh, i find with women when they go to write a vision they write down what they think can happen what they think is the possibility right and, and traditionally most women if you if you were to compare a woman to a man women have um they expect 50% less than what a man would expect in the same scenario so that do financially too. Exactly. I've been in conversations with corporate women and this is going to sound um, very controversial. If we're not negotiating pay at the same level as men, we're colluding with the pay gap. We're making it okay to stay underpaid. And I think we have to take our power back mm -hmm. in a way that because we're in a new era, we're not in our mother's era anymore. Yeah. We're not in the stay silent. Your place is at home. You're too big for your britches. We're not in that era. We're in an era of where we're being really empowered and we're doing a lot of educating ourselves around being empowered, but we have to take empowered actions. And that looks like your business and your life have a design because you care enough to give them a structure and that you're taking yourself seriously enough to give them a structure is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. And then, and the way that we can then increase, because it's our confidence right? To increase our confidence, yeah. to be, to be in a, again, a structure. So you're absolutely right. Success loves structure. It's like water. You, you can turn out, turn on a tap and water goes everywhere, or you can put a hose on it and water exactly what you want to have grow. So yeah. to be then also in a structure of support that can help us build our muscles of confidence, of capability, of possibility. Um, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Great. That. Beautiful, beautiful, powerful conversation, because as you said in the beginning, it's 
that we give our power away. Nobody even has to talk us out of our dreams. Oh, no. Times, right? We, do. we talk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We all know the research about how greatly we underestimate ourselves and underestimate other women and how men underestimate women as well. And that's out there. And so this was a potent conversation. What's your final thought? My final thought is take some, really take some time. Do not let yourself off the hook. If this conversation has inspired you in any way, shape or form, number one is to write down one thing, one takeaway. And so that it wasn't just a, a, you know, a momentarily um, exciting or inspiring conversation, write down one thing. And then if you could begin to write your vision, begin to design out of that, what is one thing that you long for or are discontented with that you would love to change and have in your life and in your business, in your money. Yeah. In your business and in your money, name it and claim it. And I think there's a I love that, that you're giving an assignment (laughs) because we can have these beautiful inspirational conversations and you might feel good for an hour, but I wonder if you'd be willing to change your behavior. Would you be willing to actually sit with a dream or a vision? And, you know, I love that you said that the way you did, because not everybody knows what they're going towards but they know what they're moving away from. So if you can name either one of those, it becomes more potent medicine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I say, I heard a, it's a famous quote, is that inspiration without action is just entertainment. <laughs> I don't think we're here for entertainment, Julie. No, we can be, but you know, one of the things that I came up with when I wrote my um, thesis for my master's program was that awareness without integration is just awareness. It doesn't do a lot for you. Right. You have to do something different. And so we're challenging you to do something different as a result of this conversation. We sure are. So how can people find out more about you, Patricia? Well, you can go to my website, uh, www.patriciacampbell.ca. I'm in Canada, so it's always CA. And my book is on there. I have, um, I actually have, uh, if it's okay, Joey, have a free gift if they go to my website and it's um, 50 Abundance Affirmations. So very apropos for today's conversation. So that's probably the easiest way to go on my website. My book is there and find out a little more about me and uh, start, start another conversation if you like. Thank you for that and your time and your energy and your gifts and your wisdom. You're so dialed into your message and how you share it. And I know people will really appreciate this conversation. And we're going to leave you with the question of, are you living by default or are you living by design? Thanks for listening to the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. If you love what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.